head coach of freestyle fighting gym and the mastermind behind UFC featherweight champion Alex Volkanovsky, Joe Lopez. Thank you so much for joining me today. How is life in uh, Australia? It's uh, it's a cold day today. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, a big day, but um, yeah, it's good. You know, we're uh, a couple of weeks away from leaving. Uh, still a lot of things that we've got to get through just government stuff to try and get out of the country is a headache yeah trying to get back in trying to work things out it's uh yeah it's not easy before we get into the fight and, and everything surrounding it i wanted to talk about uh, an issue that has been coming up lately in in mma and then particularly in the ufc is the cornering controversies that are coming up and uh, i wanted to ask you about the whole throwing in the towel or, or stopping the fight. What is the protocol that you put in with your fighters? Um, I, I mean, it's, in, it's an individual thing. If you, you, you'll know your fighter and you'll know, um, you know, what, what's, what's wrong with him or how he's going to, to go with it. So it's got to be an individual process of, you know, who, who, who have you got, you know? And I mean, I, I've had a guy that, came into the corner and I knew he was just um, he was always making excuses so when he got back to the corner he was saying oh my, my hand's broken or this was sore and I just said do you want me to throw the towel in and he looked at me and I said mate I'll throw the towel in now or do you want to go in there and fight and you know he got back up and he went and fought but you know that, that, that's like you've got to know the fighter and know what, what they're like. A guy like Alex you know who's really tough he's not going to tell me he's got to want to keep fighting and sometimes you have to pull them out for their own safety because they're they're too tough for their own good you know yeah definitely what about that situation last weekend where the fighter was telling his corner that he's done he's and he said it like i, I believe eight or nine times and and the coach was just like you're, you're the champion you, you can be a champion you know you could get in there and, and finish this fight let's do it but it's just it just didn't work out that way do you think a lot of people are blaming the the coach too much because that's what I feel I feel like the coach knows the fighter best and you cannot dissect the, that little interaction for all the work that they they put in before that fight yeah well exactly but again if, if a guy's done it two or three times and he wants to pull the towel well I'll throw it in you know I'm, I'm not you know it's at the end of the day he's the one who's going to go in there and get his head punched I'll, I'll try and like I said if a guy's not strong mentally that way I'll try and you know, put that in front of him and see how he reacts to me saying, well, I'll throw the towel in, it's up to you. And then just see his reaction on his face. If he drops his head and goes, yeah, I want to go out, I'll let him go. You know, it's, it's, it's his uh, head, not mine, that's out there. So you, at the end of the day, you know, you want to come back and fight another day or, you know, save getting hurt. All right, then there's another situation coming up this weekend. I don't even know. It's pretty pretty nuts that Mike Perry, he's going to have his girlfriend. That's the only person that's going to be in his corner. He said he doesn't need his coaches. He's just going to have his girlfriend there. Um, is that a recipe for disaster right there? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, um, you know it's, it's great. You know, if you got... There's nothing better than having a, a few other sets of eyes to see things, you know. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know her history in, in, the, in the fighting game. You know, she might be great, you know. But I, I, I always like to know that I've got another, you know, if we've got three in the corner, I've got another set of, you know, four eyes behind me, you know, getting their input and, you know, um, 
Yeah, the more eyes, the better, you know. Let's get into this uh, rematch that's coming up. The first fight, I wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and what exactly you believe Alex did against Holloway that won him the title. Uh, well, it, yeah, yeah, struck him, you know, number one. Yeah, he, he broke his rhythm, you know, especially in the first three rounds, you know. Um, he really um, slowed Holloway down and not allow Holloway to um, play his game, you know, which he's very good at. Uh, and you know that's yeah you know, that's all that can be said. You know he outstruck the he outstruck him, uh, and he put more volume in. And you know that's what Holloway is known for. And um, yeah, Alex broke him at at, at his own game. Um, that was our intention. Um, it was to to do that. And you know we've got another game plan coming in this time, and you know we'll, we'll play it again. You know. Yeah, I completely agree with what you just said is that that was something that fighters before Alex could not do is break the rhythm because once Holloway gets into this flow, it's hard to get him out of it, right? If if you noticed in the fight before that, I believe that was Brian Ortega, he was just flowing and, and Ortega could not get back into that fight and just took a beating. So he did. And, and even with uh, Frankie Edgar, you know, mm -hmm. Holloway's got really good distance and, and, and good timing. And once he knows he's touched you, that's when you're going to wear those next three or four punches. You know, he's, yeah, yeah, he, he's probably, yeah, apart from Alex, he's obviously the, the best guy in the division. He's the hardest guy because he's tough as nails and, and, you know, got good fight IQ, you know. So he, he's he, he was a worthy champion, you know. And for Alex to beat him just shows you how good Alex is, you know. Because I, 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 I'm a big fan of Max's, you know. I think he's a, a great fighter, a good warrior. And for Alex to do what he did to them, you know, just shows you... I, I mean, the rest of the world hasn't noticed yet, but, you know, soon enough they'll see that, you know, Alex is a, an extraordinary athlete, you know. This fight coming up, the rematch, is somewhat on short notice. Are you a fan of taking fights on short notice? No, not really. Uh, look, Alex keeps himself fit, but... You know, with all um, you know, the COVID restrictions, we weren't allowed to train full contact. You know, he was just doing more strength and conditioning <clears throat> and just some, you know, live feeds from the gym, you know, to, to keep our gym members uh, motivated through the thing. Uh, and when we got the call, <clears throat> we got a, a government clearance so we could actually train full contact legally. And I know it was a short six weeks, but, uh, you know, usually like, you know, the a minimum of eight, but uh, I mean, earlier on in Alex's probably first three UFC fights, he suffered from injuries, you know, back injuries, and we were only doing like three or four week camps because he was just sidelined, you know, but he needed to fight and he needed the money, so he had to put himself out there, you know, and now we've got a really good um, uh, strength and conditioning team at Baymed. Uh, and those guys, you know, they're, they're, they're everything, you know, they've got the physios, they've got the strength and conditioning, they've got all the science behind it, and, you know, touch wood, he, he hasn't had an injury since. So the last, say, two camps before this, he's been, he's had full camps, you know, so it's, it's um, that's made a big difference. So not that I'm a fan, but sometimes these guys, if they don't fight, they don't feed their families and, uh, yeah, this short notice, you know, they dangled a bit of a carrot in front of us to make it worth our while. So, yeah, we had to, 
you know, we, we, we all had a meeting and said, you know, these are the pros, these are the cons. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was up to Alex and Alex wanted to buy, you know. And so he, uh, he, he wanted it and we're doing it. In the beginning of uh, Alex's UFC run, you know, I've interviewed him a bunch of times and he's always been very open about his camps after the fight. And, you know, like you just mentioned, he would not train fully for weeks on weeks and then just head into the fight with like maybe two weeks of training. So do you think that's going to pay dividends in this this time around? Because he's already fought Max once, so he, he kind of understands or he does understand what to do to, to win the fight. And he's been in this situation where he is, he's limited on the training. Yeah, well, look, I mean, from um, from when we first started training to... Uh, I've been watching his sparring like we recorded the sparring sessions and from where he started four weeks ago to where the last sparring session he's just he's just been improving slightly and and last session he just he just jumped up another level you know and and like I just said to the boys I go man he hasn't even peaked yet you know and he's just He's moving really well, so he, he he's back on top. In the next two weeks, he'll he'll be he'll be ready. You know, he's going to give Max a handful. He's like I said, he's already fit and he's moving well. I'm I'm really happy with the way he's progressing. You know, you got this exemption from the government, and then you had to put a a fight camp together. You know, was that somewhat difficult? Um, it was. Well, that that was sort of. At that time, it was pretty stressful for me because that offered us the fight. We could have taken it. And then I had to say, you know, because we usually either go to Thailand or we, we go to New Zealand uh, for our camps. And this time we had to do it here and I just had to get the right guys. So I reached out to, you know, um, you know Jamie Malarkey, Josh Cullenbar, you know, Blake Donnelly, Trent Gurdum, um, Martin Ewan's here. Uh, we've got the former UFC fighter Treco. Um, we, I know there's a few other guys. Sorry, I forgot you. But I reached out and all these guys put their hand up and they moved down here. And yeah, and they've just been training every day. And um, yeah, it's it's good. Good good bunch of guys really here to help us. You know. And yeah, it's it's been. I couldn't ask for a better bunch of guys to help us through the camp, you know? Yeah, you just listed off some of the best uh, bantamweights and featherweights in the country and in the world, right? Just Martin Nguyen, Trent Gurdum, there's some big names and great bodies. Yeah, yeah they are, you know, and uh, yeah, they're here to help Alex, you know? There's no ego, there's no anything, and they're, yeah, they're, like I said, they're, they're, all, they're all here at, like, as a as a team to help Alex get this bring this title back and I, I couldn't be uh, happier you know the training and, and game planning and, and and everything and he's usually going to Tiger in at in Phuket and he's going to like city kickboxing are you in communication with the other coaches and and, and formulating something for this fight together yeah um, yeah from day one you know um, Eugene and and Brad and myself we've got a pretty good relationship you know um, and we've been discussing this from from day one. You know, we watch the the fights they put in there. Yeah, sorry, the fights, the the sparring, and even the training sessions. Um, you know, things that I'm not happy with or things that I see, and then they put their input. And you know, although like I always say, you know, mar, you know, mixed martial arts, it's an individual sport, but behind it is a team. And 
you know, that that's if you've got a good team behind you, you're going to get good things coming, you know, and I'm just happy that I've got those guys in my corner, you know. Yeah, Volkanovski, he says that he feels disrespected and he has something to prove in this rematch, even though he won the first fight. Is he carrying yeah. a big chip on his shoulder? Can you see that during the camp? No, Alex is just Alex. <laughs> when, uh, when we're at the gym, he's... Uh, you know, like yesterday, like I was doing pads and the other boys were doing some drills and he starts coaching the other guys and I looked at him and I was looking at him and I'm going, Alex, and he's going, yeah, what? And I go, mate, you're the guy fighting for the title. Let them do their own thing and you get back to doing the pads, you know, because he's that kind of a guy, you know. He, um, he's, he's a really you know, good kid inside and uh, he wants to help other people and you know, sometimes he wants to help them too much. Or I've got to go. I've got to pull him back into line and go. Hey, this is about you this time. Yeah. It just shows his it's character, though. You, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I had to pull him in years ago when when he was, you know, getting ready for a camp. He'd carry a lot because he was a lot better than a lot of the other boys at our gym, and he'd still carry them. And I'd say, mate, you 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 you're giving yourself bad habits by carrying these guys. You're getting ready for your fight, so you got to play your game, not, you know help them play their game when they're fighting you know so be it but at the moment it's your time so you got to spar the way you want to fight you know Volk talked about getting the finish in this fight the knockout if it does happen do you envision it happening early on or do you see it going into the championship rounds um it's hard to say you know we don't know what sort of a, a camp max has had you know whether you know, according to the boys, he's been on, uh, what is it, uh, Twitch or whatever for six hours a day playing video games. We don't know if he's been out there. I'm sure he has. But, you know, Max is a tough guy, you know. You see what uh, Dustin Portier hit him with some big bombs that wobbled him, and uh, I call him the zombie, you know. Next minute he's back into it like nothing happened. So he, he's not an easy guy to knock out. But in saying so, um, especially earlier on in the camp, we really started to work on tightening Alex's uh, game up a bit uh, and, and his striking and just working on, on power, you know, a lot of power. And he, he was hitting, like in, in the early days, Alex used to hit very hard, but then he sort of went more into the speed and the timing type thing. And this time we sort of come back a little bit and have been working on him landing, you know, setting up big power shots to, you know, hopefully knock him out, you know. I don't want to going to do it because then so I'd rather just sit on the fence. <laughs> hopefully it happens. No doubt, I understand. Uh, do you feel Alex's ability to implement a game plan is his strongest attribute? Uh, yes, and then he's also got a pretty high fight IQ that he can change it. And he listens, you know, um, which a lot of people, you know, take it for granted that, you know, he, he takes advice on board, you know, and he tries it, you know, like I'm calling out, you know, um, you know our, our code words for certain things and and we're sparring and he, he, he's listening and he's he's implementing those, those changes that we ask him to do. And like I said, he's got his own good fight IQ. If something's not working, he can figure it out himself, you know, um, which is which is good. That's why he's the champ. Now this fight was originally slated for Perth, which is you know a, a short flight from where you guys are at. Now you have to fly all the way to Abu Dhabi. Do you like this idea of uh, of this fight island that they created? Uh, I do. 
it's funny as you can say, I, I wasn't real happy about fighting in Australia, although it was Perth, so it's pretty far away. But I think when we go away, it, we're, we're together a lot more and there's less distractions. When when you're in Australia, you've, you know, you're more likely to have a lot more friends or his friends come and there's a little bit more distractions, I think, personally. When, when we go away, we haven't got those... Um, we haven't got that, that as many distractions because you know we're all hanging together, we're eating together, we're doing everything together, and we just um, yeah, it's it just a, a different vibe in my books anyway. I, I always I always like to go away for fights. I, I think it just brings out um, a better result for me personally. That's the way I feel. One last thing, you know, I I saw that you have a history in uh, pubs and nightclubs, working security. Any wild stories yeah. you could tell us today? Oh, I've got a lot of stories. Where do I start? Um, um, the the guy, oh, Jesus, the guy from Faith No More. I forget his name. Mm. Uh, the lead singer, Mike B Batten. His name was. Okay. I, I he he was. Um, I did security, and I because I I um, was the head security guard. I had to escort him in and out. And on the way out, I said to the tour manager. I said, there's about 30, 40 people outside. I said, do you want me to take you out through another entrance so you don't run into all the fans? And he stepped in. He said, no, no, I want to meet everybody. I said, all right. But he did it very arrogantly and he was a bit rude. But anyway, I've got a job to do. And I got him outside. And as soon as we walked outside, this girl handcuffed himself to him. And he was signing autographs. The girls handcuffed herself to him. And... They were talking, and then he said, okay, I want to go. And he said to the girl, can you handcuff me because I want to go with her, you know, leave. Mm -hmm. She's going, no, I'm going with you. Now, this girl had her boyfriend there and friends. <laughs> anyway, she's going, no, nah, no. Nah. And he started to panic a, bit, a little bit, and he's getting very agitated. So I come up to the girl. I said, look, you better unhandcuff un un him now. Otherwise, I'm going to call the police. They'll have keys to the handcuffs. And then you're probably going to get charged, you know, with false imprisonment and that. So I bluffed her. Anyway, she uncuffed. As soon as she uncuffed him, he just hit her with a big right hand and dropped Damn. her cold. So the boyfriend and her friends and then all the fans just turned on him. And it was just me and another guard there. And we're just, as they're trying to get him, we're just coat hangering people. So just like I call the coat hanger, the big... Uh, forearm to, to drop him, we're dropping him. Just the, the the van came up to pick him up. I grabbed him, threw him in the van, and the van took off. And there's about 30 people chasing this van down the road. It was a a pretty wild situation, all because he didn't want to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> wild man, yeah, I love it. I love it, Joe. Thank you so much for the time. Um, you know, good luck on, on the rest of the camp and, and getting over to Abu Dhabi and, and picking up this victory. We will speak soon. I love picking your brain, and uh, we'll get you back on afterwards. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.